This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chuteris here with another Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my close pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malik. But before we get into how John's doing today and talk about our green and white, which I know, guys, it's been a minute. We've been going through the Knicks. It's been a minute. Knicks have been giving us all up and down. Do they actually love us? We don't know. That's yet to be determined. We'll figure that out. That's for another episode. But guys, you know, you know what you got to do. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you got to give us a five star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a comment. And if you don't, if you're not subscribed to this podcast at all on any audio listening platform, please make sure to do that. We're also on Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. Also, we're on YouTube now. So please make sure to go to YouTube, look for Nick's Jets, et cetera, subscribe to our channel. And that way you can see these beautiful mugs all over the place if you want to hear us talk about Knicks, Jets, or whatever. And while you're over there, please make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, these guys go through the NFL slate. They're getting ready to do the NBA schedule. Not the whole schedule, let's be let's be real. But they're ready to give you their NBA takes on prop bets and so forth. Give you your, your money line, your spreads. Speaking of prop bets. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. You know what it my is. My boy Alex. My boy Alex, the Tridecaster, has been on his... This game over there. Uh, how do you feel to know that you actually got me into sports betting? How do you feel? Let's go. Well, for now, I feel okay, but I have a feeling I'm going to get a word or two if you start losing. So <laughs> for, for now, I feel all right about it. For now, you feel good. All right. And then last but certainly not least, everyone, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're all over the place. All right. Now that that's done, to my wonderful co-host, my buddy, my man, the man with the plan, the myth, the legend, John Malika. John, how are you doing, bro? How are you feeling today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, as you said, it's been a minute since we talked New York Jets. The Knicks have been ha- have really ha- had a hold on us. We've been going through the ups and downs. So, like personally, our I, I, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing. I'm like I'm on the line right now because we're playing the Heat tonight, and so you know we. We really need a W. We got the trade deadline. So my nerves are a little on edge there. I'm going to the garden a couple more times. So we should be okay there. God on the other bless. side, I've been, I've been trying to forget about my New York Jets, but it's time, man. It's time for me to start ramping up. My optimism is already coming back. The Jets are coaching the senior bowl. We oh, have all these, we have all these picks coming huh? up. Oh, dude, we got all these picks coming up. Zach Wilson did the whole thing where he came back midway through the season and, and did well at the end. The Bengals and the Titans were in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, just, just watching the NFL playoffs, which have been this weekend was amazing. Last weekend stunk. Mm-hmm. The Jets, I, I feel like aren't that far off from, you know, teams like three through eight. You know what I mean? Or like, or like five through, you know, five through 10. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think we're yeah. that far off from, from like the, the middle of the pack. So I'm excited with what Joe Douglas is going to do with these picks, man. I, the more I look at it, the more draft picks we have. I, I know we have a lot of free agents. 
on our team that we're going to get into on the back end of this episode. Um, but I, I, I'm feeling okay right now, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. You know, don't know if the Knicks love us. As I said at the beginning of this pod, it seems like they just want to hurt us. Like, you know, have you ever had that? All of our teams want to hurt us, man. All of, our, all of our teams want to hurt us. <laughs> it's like that ex that you had. You're like, should I go back to them? You go back to them. Like, I don't know why I did this. And then you leave and you're like, then they, then they somehow reel you back in and you're like, God damn it. How the hell did I end up here again? But hey, that's the life of being a New York sports fan. And dude, the NBA trade deadline is right around Valentine's right Day. Right around the corner. <laughs> like, and then we have all-star all break all right after that. <laughs> yeah. We got all-star break, which will be a nice, nice break for us too. So we got everything lining up, man. We got everything lining up. But dude, we got to talk about the green and white, man. It's been a minute since we talked about this team. Uh, as you said, we got some awesome playoff action, which actually makes me wonder if it was really necessary to add that extra wild card spot because that weekend was just kind of meh. But I agree with you that if we're keeping that moving forward, Jets aren't too far from making that appearance at all. But, dude, let's talk about this green and white, man. How do you feel about this season? I know we did like a recap the last time we did. Uh, we kind of did a quick recap after we broke down the, uh, when the Jets played the Buffalo Bills. But now that now that the hurt... Literally broke the paint, down. Yeah, literally broke down. Uh, now that the hurt, the season's over, we've had some time to 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 think about it. We have not at all been emotionally influenced by our New York Knicks whatsoever for this. <laughs> Definitely not. How, how, how do you feel, man? How do you feel about your New York Jets moving forward? I mean, 4-13, and 13, not great. I mean, I know that 4-12 and 12 is the number that we love so much. Uh, with our record this time we got four and 13. I think it's really interesting that there was only some whispers this year about how if we just lost to the Jaguars, we would literally get the number one pick right? <laughs> about how that all wor- would have worked out. And then that's Hutchinson. Then that's Thibodeau. Then we have two Thibodeaus in, in New York. Things would be wild <laughs> over here. And we'd have a pass, a second pass rusher to go against Carl Lawson, who's hopefully coming back. I feel like we have a brand new free agent already coming into him. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. You know what, man? I, if I'm being honest with you, I'm, I'm excited that we got last place just because of our schedule next year. I, I already, I already looked at our away schedule because you know I'm a nutcase and I love to mm-hmm. go to the away games, as do you. We have an amazing away schedule. Like we're going to Green Bay, hopefully without Aaron Rodgers. We have Baltimore coming in. That should be a fun game. We're at Denver. Mm-hmm. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is there. We're at Seattle. If Russell Wilson is there, Pittsburgh, if Big Ben is there. I mean, it could be if none of these quarterbacks are there, <laughs> we could have a pretty good schedule. So on that aspect, just a, a little bit of optimism there. But just talking about our 2021 team, because we really can't move on until we really discuss them, man. And we had a lot of ups and downs, obviously. Start, it starts from, you know, our rookie coaches who had to figure out, you know, LaFleur, our offensive coordinator, had to figure out where he wanted to coach halfway through the season. Right? And, and then finally, you know, he figured out, you know, what he likes. He, he was trying to figure out what's going on. Of course, we had, you know, that death, you know, in the coaching staff in the offseason. Zach Wilson was slow start, got injured, came back. Offensive line is hurt. I mean, shout out to Noah Font, uh, to, uh, not Noah Font, to George Font, who absolutely killed it this year as our mm-hmm. 
Band-Aid. Like, I, I, he's my Band-Aid man award of the year, right? We, if he wanted to play right tackle, he was a right tackle. If he wanted to be left tackle, he was a left tackle. And so, really, he held it down for our offense. Him and, of course, my main man, Braxton Berrios, right? Like, yep. those two were our most consistent guys all year on the offense. So, I'm really p- proud of those guys. I, 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 I'm optimistic, though, about a lot of other players, like, I'm really, I'm really happy about the fact that Duvernay Tardif, who's a doctor, needed to opt in to getting traded to the Jets, right? Which is mm-hmm. like so weird. Halfway through the season, off the Chiefs, right? He could have been getting a, a you know, a chance at a ring right now, and he chose yeah. to come to the Jets for some playing time to be a veteran. So that's really exciting for me. On the other hand, it's been said a million times: Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, for sure. That should be really cool. Zach Wilson, I want to watch them grow. Yaboa, kind of, kind of, you know. You know, he, maybe, made, he made maybe. he made he made a, he made a little statement in one game. He made, he yeah. made a little statement. You know, look, so he was the most reliable tight end. He made he was the most reliable t- tight end that we had, and that's that's a very low bar. All right, if 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 the bar is dirt, he was above dirt. Okay, <laughs> uh, I mean that's my positive. That's my positives from the offense, at least. Yeah, I mean, I liked for for me this season. I think you you touched on it. George Font, Braxton Berrios were definitely our most consistent guys, and. You know, Jameson Crowder, whenever he's in the lineup, he's also consistent as well. But the thing is that it was just a struggle from getting Michael Four, whether he had to be in the booth, which was obviously the case from being on the field. I think Robert Salah was still trying to get comfortable as we saw the season progressed. He started to let his emotions out a little bit more. Kind of that guy that we saw in, in, in San Francisco, not the full extent where he needed to hire somebody to hold him back, which I would like to see that guy just be a little bit more like, you know, I know you need your head coach to be all cool, calm, and collected on the sideline, but I want to see that passion. I want to see that energy, get the guys riled up. But I think the one thing, as I agree with everything that you said, the one thing I want to touch on is that the consistency and that the fact that these guys want to come out and battle every single week up until the very end against the Buffalo Bills, right? There was no, it wasn't like seasons that we've seen in the past where guys were ready to pack it in, one, two, three, Cancun, nothing, nothing that nature. Guys were ready to come in work, play up until the last snap, until the clock went zero zero, right? That's something you gotta give to coaching. I know it's everyone's in this space where you're not sure. Do you actually want to like Robert Salad? You do you not want to like him? You obviously Jets fans have higher standards at this point because we've seen this team lose for over a decade nine. There are Jets fans out there that have higher standards come when he came in, man. And I think higher expectations, not higher standards. Uh, yeah, fine. We'll, we'll put expectations, yeah, yeah. higher expectations. Fine. Our standard is very low. We just, we're 500. I mean, we're running around in circles. <laughs> You're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Expectations is the right word. So, you know, that they want, there's the expectation, especially with Zach Wilson getting all the hype. You have Robert Salah being the leader of men. Uh, and I think those two things right there really put people in this place where they were expecting the Jets to make some noise, like an unexpected team, like a dark horse this season, and that didn't happen. But I think overall, from what I got from this season, the one thing that I, that I that I liked is guys were willing to bounce back and stay focused. Like Zach Wilson bounced back after his injury, worked at it, and and finished the season off pretty well. You know, he wasn't missing the easy uh, underneath routes, check downs, shorts. Towards he was the hitting end. them. Yeah, towards the end. Towards like, the, in end, the beginning, he was killing me. He, was, he was a rookie, dude. Yeah. He was a rookie, and it's I, a rookie. Maybe I didn't yeah. take that into account as much as I wish I did. But it, yeah. there were some things in the beginning there, man, that really were hurting my soul. I think 
you, we could say he's a rookie, sure, but he came in with being known as an accurate passer. And when that wasn't showing, that's red flags right there. If you're just, you know, shrinking into a pumpkin. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's to say he was a rookie. I get, I get that. I, I could say where you could say he's a rookie. He, he's trying to do too much and he's trying to do all these advanced mechanics where he's not there for, but he went back to basic 101 and then looked good because he has to, he, I think he finally realized, Hey, I have to do the basic things right first before I can keep advancing, right? No one signs up for a course, uh, history 500 without taking history 101. But I think that's the, it's not that I think it's what I did like from this season is that the fat guys were able to bounce back, stay focused. Um, you could, we could talk about CJ Mosley and how he played good for having literally nobody next to him in the, in the the linebacker core. Yeah. Yeah. You could talk about how the front seven did a pretty decent job. We saw the defense waiver have some good games, has some really bad games and goes same side for the offense. It was a true, it was a true jet season, but staying consistent, guys willing to bounce back. That's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to lead for that. Yeah. I mean, the, my last note on the offense is I'm really excited that Elijah Moore led the Jets in yards. I mean, I, I actually didn't expect that when I was looking it up, you know, for this episode, but Corey Davis was right behind him and he missed half the season. So. Maybe it's not saying that much. I, I really liked what I saw from the wide receivers when they were able to mix it up. I really only like Elijah Moore and Berrios, though, and everyone else is expendable. I know Corey Davis is with us for at least yep. another year. But the tight ends, mm-hmm. dude, we touched on the tight ends. And we're going to get to free agents, but we really need to upgrade at Croft. I mean, as much as I actually don't mind him get, getting him back on the squad, uh, him and Yaboa, and then we'll talk about where we're going to find that number one tight end. That's kind of where, I, that's kind of where I want to go with it. Uh, or if we draft an Ingram, but then he doesn't block. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. I don't want to go into too much of a rabbit hole with the tight ends as I've been freaking out about it all year. But yeah, switching to the defense, dude, CJ Mosley, MVP. Yeah. Of the team. Yeah. MVP of the defense. He had yeah. some weeks where some plays where I, I had questions. You had questions. And he shut us up right away. I mean, uh, I forgot what game it was uh, that someone said something to him at the end of the game and it lit a fire under his butt for the rest of the season. Uh, he said they were disrusting him. I forgot what game where they were laughing at us. And Eagles. I was too. It was the Eagles game. Okay. Dude, I don't know. I, I, was, I would have laughed at me at the Eagles game. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. So I think that game was really a huge turning point. As we said, Zach Wilson, obviously a turning point, but... You're right, dude. Shout out to CJ Mosley on the defense for not having any linebacker next to you. Like it went from Sher- remember Sherwood when we drafted him, he was, supposed to, he was supposed to call our defense when you know Mosley was out. He went down, Hamza went down, Gerard Davis went down. All our linebackers went down that we just got. And Cashman, who was there before, he's out all the time, and so he really had no help. And that was really, really important for us to see. Right. Because something that Bart Scott always talks about on, you know, Bart and Allen, who, you know, are national TV, but we always, you know, always are boys from when they were in New York days, good old days. Bart Scott always talks about how linebackers in free agency get overpaid. Like don't sign linebackers. That's what he always says. And he, he is the number one prototype of the linebacker that got signed. Right. Of course, by the Jets. And of course, CJ, he's referring to CJ Mosley in that aspect, but 
when you sign linebackers, he's like, they're usually done and you overpay for them. So I, I'm, I'm proud of CJ Mosley kind of at the end there. Cause we're, we're his number one critics, honestly. So that being said, we talk about nobody at the linebacker court. Do you know that the Jets have had the most injuries this year? Like we're, everyone talks about Baltimore and all these things. The Jets had the most injuries with the youngest team and the most rookies. So, and the rookie and a rookie staff. So that being said, I want to give the most props, my favorite unit. And I think the best unit and that showed out the most on this Jets team are the corners. Oh, you talk 100%. about you talk about the expectation that we, was lower than the ground for the bro, quarterbacks. We're talking about the Earth's core for the, the quarterbacks. <laughs> we're like, if we, I remember coming on this podcast and saying, if we could be, if we could be, I think a middle of the tier, middle of the line, uh, pass defense that is overachieving and expectations. Uh, <laughs> this cornerback unit did just that. They overachieved, man. Look. We could talk about Bryce Hall, right? We could talk about Michael Carter the second. We could talk about Brendan Eccles. These guys, you know, we we thought the front Dude, seven even was Pinoc, gonna be, even Pinoc yeah. now became a safety, which we'll get into safeties a little bit. That yeah. was awesome. Well, He's killing at safety at the end here. Yeah, absolutely. Really and when you watch, you know, when you when you think when we came in here thinking like the front seven is like, all right, we're going to be a run stopping team, and to a degree, but <laughs> to a degree, I say, like we it depended yeah. on when we wanted to show up. Uh, but the corners, man, like I was actually, I was really impressed by how Hall and Eccles were able to handle themselves out there. And they had, granted, there were some games where they didn't have to go against Julio Jones and, and AJ Brown, you know, but when they did get tested, they didn't, it, it wasn't so bad where you're like, oh, wow, we really, it, it's, we need a massive upgrade here. Like people have us mock, like mocked to take, uh, the LSU cornerback, uh, Dude, in, in, at the fourth. Take- Everybody, bro. I know, I, but it's point, like I don't I know say, but I don't, video producer Greg has been going nuts <laughs> in the group chats. We have been. He's like, dude, I can't, I can't even. I'm like, dude, we saw it till April. He's like, we've been mocked to every single player and every single trade so far, and it's only January. Like, I can't handle it anymore. So we've been mocked to everyone. If we draft Stingley, especially, honestly, again, props to Greg who taught me years ago, literally years ago. I was freshman in college, maybe sophomores in college, man. Decades ago, at this mm-hmm. point, if the player's injured in college, get the hell away from him. Do not draft him. Do not look at him in the first round. Don't, don't even, don't even waste a workout on him. And I, ever since that philosophy, like the, the ones that have passed through the needle, I, I have been, have been really, really a handful. And yeah. honestly, Kevin Durant is one of those guys. We're talking about free agency, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I, you know, the, when I just looked it up, the, the Jets are top 10 in the rushing and passing defense this year. There you go. With all these, with all, the, with all, with all these, with all these players out. And we're talking, we, we just praise the cornerbacks. And of course, you mentioned, I think mean, Bryce Hall and Eccles and Pinock, all draft picks, by the way. Right. And that, that's one thing that really gets me hyped. And of course, we still need our number one corner, which we'll draft. But dude, they did all this without a safety, without one safety. <laughs> like I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how to stress this. Marcus May was killing it early on, but then he, once the contract dispute thing happened, it all fell off a cliff. And then obviously he got hurt, which sucked. But I, I honestly, I think that's a good transition, right? I, I know we didn't really talk much about the D line, but we'll get into that too. The safeties, man. What are the Jets gonna do? Well, we have we have to address this. I mean, 
We want to talk about low points. <laughs> the high points and the low points of the team are both in the secondary. That's such a rare. That's such a rarity, in my opinion. It is, and we really have nobody <laughs> at safety. I mean, Joiner, who we, who we, everybody we signed this year got injured. We know that already. <laughs> but the only people left are. I don't even think Ridley's on. Who we we have nobody. I think Pinock is our only safety right now that I can kind of like say he might start, and he's not a real safety, but he did play really well, so I can't hate on it. But let me just ask you this: I know your opinion of the safeties. I've heard it all the year. They stink. That's not. There's. I don't need a. I don't need a. You know, uh, dissertation on that. But we do need to discuss Marcus May, dude, and 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 Ashton Davis, and and the Joiner, and the state oh, of this team, man. I mean, we we can't listen. As excited as we are about our draft picks, we did draft two safeties in a row, all right. And look where we are. So, what's your take, man? Like, what? what if you're you're Joey D. You see these safeties. It's, it hasn't been a secret. It didn't just sneak up on you. You got oh, the Marcus man. May. I think that's first and foremost. I mean, you could franchise tag him. You can. You could let's let him go. Like what, what? What? What's your opinion now? Let's just start there, and then just take me down. Uh, what you would do with safety? Address Man. it in the free agency, in the draft. It's tough. I would like because like Kyle yeah. Hamilton, right? Because the one, the, another, another person that's been getting mocked, and you know, like you mentioned, is Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. But that's going to be in one of our first round picks. Nah, please don't do that. That's not okay. Yeah, thank God. All right, yeah, that's not going to happen. There's right. no way we're going back to taking safety in the first <laughs> that's round. That's what I'm stop. saying. That's what I'm like, saying. Stop this. That yeah, safety, the narrative, that the safety, narrative is the narrative is that Jamal Adams gave us a free, the best safety a couple of years, you know, a couple of years later for free. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we got. That's that's the thinking. That's the logic there, right? We have our own pick, and then we just Jamal Adams kind of just like the extra safety. No, I'm year, not. I'm not taking that one. Whoever last who, year as well, who, he gave us ABT as well. Whoever gave that logic, just because we gave up a safety to get a safety, come on now. I'm oh, going to use that ABT as well from it. AVT is a different story. Like we addressed yeah, a need, we we addressed a serious need that's highly important. We we've gone yeah, but through that's this the whole logic. Like yeah, we reset I, the safety. We don't have to pay him, right? We get AVT and we get the you know the best safety coming out of college. You know, two years after. But then you have to pay that best safety coming out if he, if he <laughs> yeah, performs. Exactly. All right. So why would, why, yeah, why 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 yeah. are we going down this road again? I don't want to go right. down that road again. So. Okay. My thing is so no to cornerbacks and no to safeties in the first round. You heard it here. We're first. not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> stop doing stop. That cor- if we're safety, no. Corner, the only way I'm doing a corner is if it's like a, you're talking this is the only way I'm doing it. That guy has to be shut down. Like he legit has to be such a game changer that you will not know at that point because it's a crapshoot. We're not doing that, man. Well, look, if Jace Horn was coming out this year, I would I I, I would really be tempted to take him. Even okay, and then why and why is that, John? He's because he's down number one, bro. There you go. Saul, That's what I'm saying. Saul would be so sick. I know. We're going to get into the I'm corners. Saying. We're going to have our senior bowl uh, pod coming up next week. We're going to have our draft pods. We're going to break it all down. We'll go through the free agency, but we're, we're just trying to keep it on our guys right now. And if all you don't want to address it, if you don't want to address it in the draft, uh, here's you know, one. What, what about our guys? Are we going to, are we going to keep our guys? So here's, you asked me about Marcus May. Let me get into Marcus May. Yeah. 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 So for Marcus May, this is tough, man. I like, we discussed this even at the end of the season. At nauseam, you know, bro. I wrote an article about it. At nauseam, we've been talking about Marcus May. Look, man. I think, yeah, you did. You did. And you got some heat for it too, but that's another story we won't get into on the podcast. <laughs> but 
uh, the the ideal situation is what we discussed, right? You get them on a franchise tag for a bargain deal, come back, make the team look good that they invest in their that, own guys. Not that much of a bargain, huh? It's not that much of a bargain. He's making, I know he's making te- he's making he's gonna make like thirteen mil. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot of money. I know, but you hope that he comes back, gives you some stability, and then whatever we discussed so we that. That's what we discussed. Year. Oh, but here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna go that route. I actually have thought more about this. Just cut ties, man. Just, just let's move on. You gotta, you gotta. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's not do this. The DUI uh, that he didn't, that was not reported. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I think all of that together, the way the agent handled the situation too, we, we all this combined is like, I like Marcus May too. Like I wanted Marcus May to be this guy. Like I'm always, you know me. I've said it. I'm like all pro paying guys. Like they deserve it. They have a short window. The NFL is the shortest of all of all sports when it comes to windows for guys getting paid. Okay. Sure. It's millions of dollars, but this is, we're talking about life changing millions of dollars to help families. Okay. So I'm always about it. But the, with everything else that's transpired with Marcus May, I don't, I don't think you could do that. I think it's just better to cut ties, say, you know what? You go your way, go rehab. We'll go our way. We'll do what we got to do. And keep it pushing, man. I think that's what you got to do at this point with uh, with Marcus May. Now, Joiner, on the other hand, <sighs> I think he actually eight percent of our snaps this year. Point eight. I know, and the only reason I paycheck saying, for that, bro, two and a half know, mil. Right? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> even though, uh, even though he he, he didn't play much, point eight percent. Yeah, point eight percent. Yeah, to be exact. <laughs> Why not? One more time. See what happens. So Just have depth. Bro. So- have depth. Just have depth, man. I think he's fine to have a depth. Yeah. I, I I, I, he's 32. I, he's, if, he, he, if you even tell me that he's a starter going into week one, like it, it's, it's a wrap. And then, then we have no hope because by week eight, he's going to be out. And then what? Woo. We, we, we're going to need Ridley back here. Uh, I think he's a restricted free agent. We're gonna need him back on a short deal. I, I'll take Joiner back on a short deal. I'll put Pinock in there, but I feel like that's all one position. Like that's all just depth. Like we're like I, I guess we could start Pinock, but are you gonna be happy with that? Unless we, unless I mean, look, like that's I, the thing. That's the thing. If it's Kyle Hamilton, here's here's the logic, Alex. If it's Kyle Hamilton and Pinock with Joiner and Ridley hanging out, I'm okay with that. And I, I know we're gonna we're gonna. There's, there's, there's more. There's a lot of DBs. We'll get into them. There's more than just the first round. There's more than just Kyle Hamilton. So we'll get into all of it. But I'm just saying, like that idea, you know, uh, just to fix, you know, one of our weakest links is, I don't want to sign someone in, a, in in free agency. I don't want to overpay for a safety. I really, really, really don't. And I don't and, think you. I don't think you have to, especially. Here's the way I also look at it because you still have Ashton Davis on this team. He's you got to I know. Please don't even get me started on this guy. He won an award with the with the Jets this year. Can we revoke it? <laughs> uh, He's the comeback, the come like the gritty guy. He got like the gritty award. Yeah, come back off injury. Yeah, <laughs> word, <laughs> word. <laughs> Can we give another one to Zach Wilson this season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get anything. Uh, yeah, we could get, he came back from injury, but what about that? <laughs> uh, I, you still have Ashton Davis. You invested in him. 
look, I keep going with this with with Joe Douglas. It's like with Ryan Griffin, how he brought him back. First signing, you can't be like, oh, whoops, mistake. Let's go. First draft, man. You put put in to Ashton Davis. I think he's going to get some time. I think he's going to give it the shot to see if he can earn it. Um, I look at Joyner coming back because you look at his career history. He doesn't really miss that many games. This this is the first season where he hasn't played at minimum 10 games. And most of the time, huh? He played 14. No, 14. He played 14 games. I thought, uh, I thought he was injured last year. That's why we got him. Oh, he was just in the wrong position. Yeah, wrong position. He was, so he, he, he played 14 games for the Raiders. Same, uh, two seasons ago. So he's played most of his games. He's pretty decent. He's nothing that you go writing home about. He's been a good, like solid average safety, above average safety on some nights. So I think right. you could bring him back. It's, I think it, there's guys have their fluke. Bring him back. Have some stability back there because you see he has a decent career that he could give you something. Some fine with bringing Joiner back. You're gonna have Ashton Davis back there. Pinnock, as you as you mentioned, he's show, he flashed at safety, so I'd give that an experiment. Definitely. But but Marcus Mayman, and that makes the that makes the staff look like geniuses. Yeah. Pinnock, if Pinnock comes in here, who you know, uh, shout out to uh, DJ Bienmi, the writer for the the Jets writer for the New York Daily News, who's been a guest on our show. He loves Pinock. He loved him from, from early on from Pitt, right? Right when we came out. So I'm excited about that. So just to wrap up here, we got, we got kill Marcus May. We got signed Joiner and we got Ridley on the, on, in the middle here on yeah. the, on the, on the shaky with the, with the restrict. He's a restricted Frazier. I think he's going to come back. Uh, we also got, we got Will Parks who he was basically free. I expect, I honestly do expect him to come back. He played pretty well. Uh, really? Even though he got less than like he got less than ten percent, just like not a starter, you know what I mean? Just depth, like we had nobody, man. So I guess I just watched so much of these safeties. But let's go into another really injury riddled unit, and they don't get enough credit, dude. Our D line does not get enough credit for them being able to pull it together, even though everyone got hurt. But unfortunately, we got some guys, some some guys who honestly are, are near and dear to our heart. Right. We got Kyle Phillips, restricted free agent who, you know, I love Kyle Phillips, but yeah, he didn't have a great year with the new regime. I wonder how that's going to go. Uh, we got Fatu Kasi and we got, I hope he comes back. H- H- well, him and Nathan Shepard cannot come back. Like one of them has to go. I know. And that's the worst part about it. So that, that, that really is tough. And we didn't mention, uh, or another cornerback just because I don't think we're going to go back to the secondary, but another guy near and dear to our hearts, Javelin Goodry. Who was one of the fastest guys at the combine? Remember, uh, he, he, he had some bad days at slot corner, uh, some good days and some bad days. If we can get him back on the cheap, I'd be down, but he played almost half the snaps this year. You know what I mean? Like talking about continuity, give the guy a chance. It was, it was with his first, you know, regime. And as we see with San Francisco and as you see with the Jets, we play a zone defense. Like we all stay together and we play the zone defense. So these kind of players could advance in this type of system. But just jumping to the D-line, we got Shepard and we got Fatukasi. Any thoughts on those guys? And and Phillips. Any thoughts oh, on those man. guys? Oh, no. I feel like I want... I mean, so, Kyle Phillips I... is restricted. That's the, only, that's the only thing different about him. So he's... I feel like he might come back just on a cheap deal, but he really wasn't effective, dude. Yeah, and that's why I like Fatukasi. I feel like Fatukasi is a better run stuffer than Shepard. And I'd rather have him back, but it's going to cost you money to bring Fatukasi back. Bro. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to get paid for what he does. <laughs> and uh, I mean, 
what do you what do you expect? And like, it's so tough. Probably 10, 11, 12 million annually is what Fatukasi is looking at, probably. And like, I like him because it's, we're talking about stability on the defensive line, um, especially when it comes to run stopping. But it's all about, it's all, it always comes down to the money, man. I know. It always comes down to the money. That's going to be a theme because we got a couple of guys that we're going to have to start paying here. And it's going to come down to the money, but we're going to have to splurge. And I honestly, I th- I think, I think we could kind of take the cheap deal on Nathan Shepard, but I don't know, dude. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna decide there, to be honest with you. But I think Fatukasi is gonna be gone. I think he's gonna get too much money. I think you're right there. Anything else on the defense before we move on to the offense with our own free agents? Gerard Davis, get rid of him. He's got to come back. No, 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 no. Okay, really? He's got really. All right, all right. He has right. to. What's here? What, 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 what's the case to bring him back? Alex, we have no linebackers. <laughs> like, we have none. So if Gerard Davis wants to come back, play with Mosley, likes the team, has knows the system, he got paid $5.5 million to play 15%, around 17.5% of the snaps, to be exact. He's still young. He's younger than Marcus May. Like he, he's still, he's, he's okay. Like let him, let him play on a, let the guarantees be low, right? Have him more of the snaps because now this is the second year that he's injured. He was injured off the Titans. Um, so we need him back, dude. We don't have no linebackers. Like he's, a, he's our only linebacker free agent. We're going to let him go. <laughs> like, like we need something. Hey, man, talk about Q Will's brother. Dumb, Quincy bro. Williams, him? man. When Gerard Davis went out, we got Quincy Williams instead. And he, like, yeah, he's, honestly, he's, he's going to be there, but he has, dude, he has plays where he looks so confused. Like, he just looks but, so out of place, but then he has but then plays Gerard where he blows Davis it up. Comes back, Gerard David comes back and he looks like he's a mediocre man. It's like, yo, we had such high expectation for him. Like, I know. Q, Quincy Williams, for a guy coming off the street, you're like, oh, like, if we're comparing it for like what the value was and what the expectation were. Quincy Williams comes out of nowhere. You're like, oh, wow, this guy's busting his ass to go make plays left and right. Sure, Literally, he has a mishap. Nowhere. Sure, he has a mishap here and there. But, yo, he is run- He is always in the top three dudes and in the game with tackles. He is everywhere. He, I could take that. Gerard Davis comes back. Gerard Davis comes back, and I'm like, I'm going to put on my spectacle. Who is that? Is that Gerard yes, Davis? Yes, but he, he made some plays. <laughs> he made some plays this year when he played. Some, I know you play a lot. Yeah, so he, he should come. I, I I do want him back. I do want him okay. back. Okay. Okay. All right. We have well, no linebackers, man. I'm desperate. I get we're, that. We're going we, to have to get into like just, I mean, I, I know I don't want to pay a lot for it. I get you, right? He made five and a half million dollars all guaranteed last year. That's a lot. You that's know what I'm trying lot. to say? I understand. I'm with you because I'll tell you why that's a lot. We'll, let's jump over to the opposite side where we got the offensive line where yep. Morgan Moses made th- a little just above three million dollars this year. Like, mm-hmm. that's a guy who stepped in. We talked about Font, but Moses stepped in, too. If Font is stepping in, that means Moses has to step in. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a yin and yang there. And he also came as a as a big, you know, culture thing for the Jets, right? Like, mm-hmm. why would Morgan Moses come here? He can go anywhere. And he played 94% of the snaps. He played – and he killed it for us. I mean, he wasn't amazing, but he was able to band-aid that in for us. And right tackles don't grow on trees, man. Even if you draft a good one, like just, I, I think Morgan Moses has to come back. I think, uh, Tardif has to come back. Uh, he's a free agent. He, he made three and a half mil. I love him. 
I think if Alex Lewis even comes near my team, I'll go insane. Obviously, he, we cut him a while ago. He's not coming. Uh, ooh, but he's ooh. technically our And then we have Dan Feeney, who I know he's terrible, but when he stepped up, he did okay. He, obviously, he's making too much money. But if he comes back on like less than a mil or like the veterans minimum and doesn't affect our cap and he's just there, that's fine. He can come. He can hang out. But the a big guy, man, and I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Is Connor McDermott the new, the new locker room guy for the Jets? Like, do we have to keep McDermott? <laughs> uh, no, we uh, no catching, we do not. catching touchdowns. <laughs> no, we do not need to keep Connor McDermott <laughs> as. Death. I don't know, man. They put him in the playbook, bro. They put him in the put playbook. Him in the offensive playbook. Look, man, when you're down, when you're down bad, when you're down bad without uh, tight ends, when you don't have Ryan Griffin, Tower Croft, you don't have, you don't have guarantees. You don't have Elijah Moore. You don't have Corey Davis. You don't have Michael Carter out there. (laughs) What are we doing, (laughs) dude? Connor McDermott makes a normal man's salary in New York City. Makes four hundred thousand dollars after taxes. This guy is making home like a quarter million. <laughs> this Fine. Guy is, Bring know, this man back. Like, Fine. You're, 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 you're selling me on bringing this man back as uh, the bring as back. A, Let him hang out. But like, be the Theo Pinson of for the yeah, New York Jets. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Be my be our Theo Pinson. He when listen, I was in Africa when when the, when that when that game <laughs> happened. And when you sent me that, I watched that touchdown 650 times. I like, <laughs> dissected that play. Because I can't, I can't watch the the all twenty two or NFL when I'm uh, out of the country. They won't let yeah. me. So I was just like watching these highlights. I'm like dissecting the play. I watched. Uh, I think uh, Baldy broke it down. Anyway, it's getting a little too hyped about it. Regardless, you're getting too hyped for you getting too hyped for a guy that you were like wanted on your team during the middle of the season, but now you're ready to like we need him back as a Theo Pence of this team. Man, I don't want him to play. Let me be very clear. <laughs> I don't want him to play ever. I just want him to hang out. Like, just he's cool. You. I hear you. <laughs> I like how hyped the team was when he scored. I think for obviously Alex Lewis, fine. You want to keep uh, Connor McDermott? That that's fine. I think it comes to Morgan Moses, man. Like I want him back. Yeah, he's but the I'm, big. He's the big guy. I think he's the big question mark because, yeah. um, you know, him him and like fun, honestly, but. For for Moses, it's what are we going to do during the draft? Are we going to address our tackle needs? Um, and I guess if you put the right tackle like on the podium of where it goes, it's the last place because you worry about your blind side, your center, right guard, like your guards, like all that. If Evan tackle. Neal drops to us, Alex, there's one hundred percent chance oh, we're drafting him. No, a four ten, a four ten, a four. four? Hell yeah, bro! Dude, We're doing if it. Neil drops to us the the right ta- the left tackle that he'll be our right tackle. We'll put Becton on the right, who was a right tackle at Louisville before everyone freaks out at me. I said it in one breath. You couldn't even. You don't have time to get mad. <laughs> but if you get Neil on this squad, you put him with Becton and Font Morgan Moses. See you later. Thank you for everything, and we'll save some money there. And the tackles will be immaculate. Honestly, and then with AVT there, uh, left guard, now you only have to address two positions. Like that, and if you have Tardif there, if he wants to come back and he liked what he saw and he likes, and he likes, you know, what we're building, I mean, you really only have to address one position. And there's a guy, there's a guy who is ranked the top center in all of college football. 
and he's on one of the one of the teams that produces offensive linemen, especially centers. And his name is Tyler Linderbaum. So uh, uh, that tenth pick, you want to address the line there? No one's going to be upset with you. As this is a third shout out to our video producer Greg. He wants to beef. He just wants to beef. And if we draft the beef, (laughs) he wants all the beef on that line, dude. He's like, dude, draft me linemen. Every team that wins has linemen, and he's right. So that's a fact. Yeah, no. Like if if Neil falls, shout out, shout out to my guy JD Sports Talk because we after the Knicks game, he was like, "Do you think the Jets will take Neil if if they follow him?" I said, "Yes." I was like, "We need wine help." I was like, "We're doing that." And anyone who gets anyone who's upset with that for for taking off, I like, come on, guys. Like we we need offensive line help. Like we true, we need. Offensive line help badly. And thank God here. we're ahead of the Giants there because then there would be no chance that he would fall. But it, see, if if Neil does get taken, then Thibodeau falls. You know what I mean? The the the, the edge rusher from uh, from Oregon, which is he's a beast. And if you line him up against Carl Lawson, that's the that's the Salah magic, right? That's what that's he a did, J- and that's a JD Francisco. philosophy. That's a JD philosophy too. Like think about it. Yeah, like if we the way you win these games is by controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. If you got a defensive line that can get back to the quarterback and cause havoc on the offensive line, you're winning. Let's go back and look at the Giants when they defeated the the, the New England Patriots, right? Back oh seven oh eight season. That all they didn't have the best secondary, but that fu- that front four that they had, they were controlling everybody. They decide they dictated what could happen, and then offensively. If you have a good offensive line, it dictates what can happen on the offense. Look at the Patriots, man. Look at what they've done in the last couple of years. I hate saying it, but they didn't have like these stout wide, re- wide receivers, but they had a good offensive line to give this man time, and he can get to everybody and create holes for the running back. That's that that the, the foundation starts at the line. You can have all the skill position you want, but if you don't have offensive line or defensive line, it won't make a difference. Fair enough. You want to jump to running backs? You mentioned them. We got a couple. We got uh, a couple, couple on the block. I thought it. Was, I thought it was more than Coleman, but it looks like it's just Kevin Coleman here. Uh, Nick Bowden, but he's a, he's our fullback. He's not going to come back. I thought that. Come okay, on, John. Austin Walters. Austin Walters is chilling. Chilling, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I thought uh, uh, that, that's well. I was about to say we need him back <laughs> at least chilling, to, just to chill. So we got Michael Carter. He's obviously a liability on the third down. That's really what Tevin Coleman was for. Tevin Coleman, obviously not the state, not not your daddy's Tevin Coleman, right? That played fantasy for you. Uh, he's not that guy. He's not walking through that door. And I guess he's free though. So I'll take him if he's free. Yeah, I'll take him if he's but free. But the problem is. The problem is it sometimes it's not all about the money. Sometimes it's also about the snaps and you know your role on the team. Like you don't want to disgruntle Tevin Coleman in there. If they, you know, draft another running back and then him and Michael Carter are fighting for spots and then Coleman's really on the roster bubble. You know what I mean? Maybe he doesn't want to be in that situation. So, I kind of I'm I, I feel like that like the Tevin Coleman was like a like, okay, LaFleur. Okay, so uh, you want a guy, you want to bring in a guy, we'll bring him for a year, we'll see what he does. But like you only get you only get your favor for one year for your boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made half a mil. Like sounds good. Like I, I don't see him coming back. 
un- until maybe like the end of free agency, like during training camp, to, you know, where if someone gets hurt or if he still can't find a job, like getting Tevin Coleman back, he knows the system type type deal there. That's the only really opinion I have there. And I, I kind of feel the same way by Tyler Croft. Like I, 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 I'll take him back. At the He's end good of depth. The agency. He's good depth, man. Yeah, if nobody wants him, he knows yeah. the system. He played okay. He played like He's good. De- He's good depth. Good blocking. Like you know what you're getting out of him. Played 33 percent of the snaps. I, I we're not getting Ryan Griffin back here. We're not getting Dan Brown back here. So like we need somebody there. Like Yaboa is not a real tight end. Like you know he's gonna be he's gonna be on the roster. How level. dare you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, I, I I like him. I love him. I'm, but I'm, like, I'm messing with you. Messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he messing does well. The, the the other funny news is I don't want to say funny, but the other fun news is Lawrence Cager uh, rumored to uh, be switching to tight end. I wonder if he uh, has been in that Jets uh, offensive room. Like I can play here. <laughs> like I can, I can. I'm the best one here. I can do this. So that should be a little fun experiment. But yeah, hear- I, I'll say we we might need Tyler Croft, dude. Like just just for some insurance at least. Yeah, we definitely we definitely bring back Tyler Croft as like depth. Like we can use him as depth. Our second string, um, not like not depth. And you like bring back Dan Kenny Brown, and Aussie, and Aussie. I bring back Kenny Yaboa too because well, he's coming. Like, he's he's still on the squad. He was from last year. Okay, right? okay, he's cool. Uh, didn't they sign him from the practice? They signed him from the practice squad, right? This year they added yeah, him, but he's still here. He's still good. Okay, cool. He's still. Good. I was gonna say it's bring him crawl. back as well. I was gonna say bring him back as well because even with the little bit of flash that we saw uh, towards the end of the season, I think it's enough to say, hmm, let's give this guy a little shot and. Uh, in the next offseason, see what he can do, you know? Because sometimes when guys flash like that, they need a little bit more, and you want to, you know, let's put them under a bigger microscope, see what they can do. But just since we're on the tight end subject, and just to tell you how well Joe Douglas fleeced uh, <laughs> the Vikings, I w- I do, you know how, do you know how many, how many targets Chris Herndon oh. received this season? He got a touchdown, right? I think he Did got a touchdown. He- did he get? I want to say. I want to say he got single digits for some reason. The word number nine is sticking out to me, but I'll say I'll say he he had thirteen targets. You said he has thirteen targets. <laughs> How about oh seven, God. bro? <laughs> oh, I showed my original. I had nine, but he had a touchdown. One of those was a touchdowns. So shout out to him. Seven targets, four receptions, shout out to him getting 40 us yards. A third round pick, fourth round pick, fourth round pick, fourth round Let's pick. Go. He got us a fourth round pick. Let's go. Let's go. So you you want to keep Croft? You're yeah. okay with you're okay with getting rid of Brown? Obviously, yeah. we're excited about Yaboa at the three. Yep. But we definitely need a number one, and we it's not going to be Schultz. Guys, calm down. He's going to get franchised by Dallas. But we'll we'll guide you through. There's a lot of really good tight ends in the Senior Bowl, and the Jets are. Even on the specific Jets team, we even had one from our producer's favorite school, his alumni, Ohio State. The Ohio State tight end's dad <laughs> hyped in the media, telling them he needs a, the, the Jets to draft his son, who was a lot his coaching and the staff. So, should be really interesting. That's just a little uh, little sneak peek into next week's episode. There, I saved the best for last, man. I, I, I actually no, we have two more topics. But I think this, the real best for last, the thing that everyone actually wants to talk about, and he's our really our only all pro, and that's Braxton Berrios. Braxton he has, Berrios. 
<laughs> he has been like the joke that when I say I love Braxton Berrios, he's our guy. He's our zero and laughs at me. The guy has been, he's literally all pro. It comes at a great time for him. <laughs> Maybe not such a great time for the Jets where we already saw Braxton Berrios do his whole media tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last couple, the last uh, week or so. I mean, he's out here. He's out here with his agents. They're doing the New York media. They're trying to get paid. He wants a nice extension. This might be his only contract that he ever gets. Is he the first Jet ever to get in as a both kick returner and punt returner? He might be as an all pro in the same year. I mean, Probably. he deserves everything. The question is, are you going to pay more than Corey Davis? If you, I, Braxton Barrios should definitely be able to come back for five, six million a year, man. Like, definitely. Dude, he makes, come. he makes, he, dude, I mean, he makes like, like lawyer money. Like, he's like, like, like junior lawyer money. He, he's not, he's not making like his full contract last year was 644,000, 118,000 guarantees. That's before taxes. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, like, yeah. Well, uh, by the way, this is this is John saying junior attorney money working eighty hour work weeks <laughs> in a major law <laughs> firm in New York City, and, and you uh, have no life. Let's let's, no, let's clarify that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know about all that. Maybe the six hundred thousand, but not definitely not the you know definitely not the one twenty. Oh no, not the one twenty. No, yeah. yeah, you have wife. So Braxton Berrios, he's got a couple mil a year. How much? You give him double digits? Uh, definitely no, keeping five, him number one. Keeping him, if we can get him five, six, seven million, I think that's his range, man. What you think? You have to give him more than that. Are you making yeah. him? The question is, are you going to have him as your start, as your starting slot? Cause if that's your starting slot, then yes, you go into double digits. Here's the thing, dude. You, 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 if you're going to put Elijah Moore on the outside and you're going to put Corey Davis at the one and you want to slip in, you know, Berrios next to Cole, that's fine. And we run four wide receiver sets as we, as we see. So. You know, we're still trying to get that number one to slip in next to Corey Davis, and of course, we have no depth as we saw this year. Right? Even Jeff Smith is a is a is a free agent, and so is Keelan Cole. Like we're obviously not going to get all three guys back. Maybe yeah. Jeff Smith, but like, why would he stay here? He should go to another team, honestly, and get a real chance. So, I'm I'm interested in what happens with Berrios. I think the Jets need him, and remember, dude, the last time we had an All Pro special teams guy. Andre Roberts. We let him go. Jason Myers. Jason Myers. And we've been paying for it. And hopefully. And Andre Roberts, too, man. Andre Roberts. We never yeah, resigned him. We always pay for it. Andre we, Roberts. We, I mean, he had a couple of games. He made, he he, I the, think he scored he, on us after. He, he made the Pro Bowl, though, that season with Jason after? Myers. Did he score no, on no, us? No, no, I'm saying after. No, yeah, I think he scored on us. I don't think he made it again after. But yeah, uh, I mean. Yeah. I was definitely upset about the Jason Myers thing. I know he missed a couple, but then he like didn't miss for years. Nick Folk is still out here, <laughs> not missing kicks. I mean, let's go to it. We got Eddie Pinheiro. He's right? com- I, we're we're checking out Eddie Pinheiro. All right, what he 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 played the best. He should come back. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. He hit a fifty. He hit a fifty-one yarder, bro. <laughs> so we're we're resigning. We're resigning Pinheiro. Bring back Pinheiro. Braxton Barrios. You got to bring back Feeling two men. Ah. Uh, it depends, man. It depends if they want to go. Moments. He had some clutch moments. I don't dislike Keelan Cole. I feel like for him, it really comes down to Barrios, honestly. He made a lot of money. Keelan Cole's got to go. He made five mil, bro. Because here's the thing. You got to give that to Barrios. You got to give that money to Barrios. Yes. Especially for Barrios, not only as a wide receiver, but as you already mentioned, as a special teams returner. Like We 
we need a returner. Okay, he's can everything. We, can, can we can we keep somebody he's that our does third a down lot? Specialist, our kick returner, and our punt returner, and like, our end around like, like, our end around runner. Million? You want to give him five million, dude? He's gonna get like twelve mil. He's gonna get like ten mil for. He's gonna get like twenty five million guaranteed over like three years. This is where I'm really concerned about Woody Johnson just like being so stingy. It's like, dude, just pay the man. No, we just definitely should. It's not, it's not a Woody Johnson thing. It's like, don't blame Dolan. Don't blame Johnson. This is definitely, this type of deal is a Joe Douglas thing. There's extension talk. It's agent talk. Woody Johnson, Woody Johnson comes in when it's like, I need, I need Deshaun Watson. That's a you fact. Know? Or like, where like Dolan's like, I need Melo. Like that's, but if he's, but, 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 but if he's saying that he needs somebody, that's inhibiting somebody else from getting their money. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think he's like, I don't think he's butting in here. I think this is really okay. a Joe Douglas thing. Joe I'm Douglas. I'm curious as to how Joe Douglas. We complained to you about we complained to you about Robbie Anderson. Please take this as an apology. We are over that. We will not he, be over Braxton. He complained about Robbie Anderson. I didn't. I'm glad we didn't sign Robbie Anderson. I don't care what anyone says. I don't. I really. He stinks. He always leads the league in drops. He always falls off after the end of the year, and he always gets a touchdown in the beginning of the season, end of the season, and everyone gets excited about it. Like, uh, he stinks. He, Joe Douglas even came back and apologized about it. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I made such a big mistake of my life. I didn't resign Robbie Anderson. Take it easy, bro. Well, honestly, like, he, made, he made a mistake about signing Ryan Griffin. Instead of four? Yeah. Like, there's so many bigger mistakes here, dude. Like, maybe trading anything for Joe Flacco. I don't even care if it's a sandwich. Keep the sandwich. Oh, by the way, you're bringing Joe Flacco back. Nah, but I'm, I might bring Mike White back. Uh, yes, you bring you bring Mike White back. <laughs> what are we talking about? You cannot disrespect the Hall of Famer, Mike White. Uh-huh. What are we talking about here? We need a Hall of Famer. We need a Hall of Famer quarterback in the building. Yes, and he clearly but has he experience. Does, but despite him being a restricted free agent, he did express his want to start, and it's not going to be here unless Zach gets hurt. Yeah, like look, I get that too. Like he played well when he started. I'll say this. He is young. He has been a backup. He's shown he's shown flashes. He did things that we were expecting uh, Zach Wilson to do, but it was simple stuff. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield. He was just able to connect on your short, intermediate, and middle routes. I get it. You want to go? T- you want to go expand your wings? My question is, what team is that right now? Yeah. Who? Who? The giant? The Giants? I mean, the Giants the, would love Mike White. Yeah, they probably would. They probably would. Yeah, why not? Tennessee would love him to be a backup to Tana Nuts. She's nuts, dude. The yeah, to be does, a backup. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He wants to be nuts. a starter, though. He wants to be a starter. So where in this yeah. league right now? Right now, where is he being the a Giants. starter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or or Washington. Like that's probably the other location. Yeah. But Washington next week. Shout out to them. They're about to be the Washington something. Let's see what they are. We are now the Washington. I don't even know. I'm not. Even yeah, sure. they should just be the Sentinels, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like outside of Washington, Giants, unless uh, Eagles are not getting rid of Hurts. Uh, who's New Orleans? I think they. I think they may try. Uh, Winston. Gone. Yeah, they may go to Winston, but I don't think. My, I don't. By think the you, way, I don't think you. News. Yeah, I got breaking news for you on January 26, 2022. Yeah, Sean Payton, the new. Head coach of the Dallas Cowboys on Black Monday next year. When the when or not Black, whenever the Dallas Cowboys season ends, the following morning, Mike McCarthy fired. The next week, Sean Payton hired. One hundred percent. Got that. For, I agree with you. One hundred percent. Sean Payton. Sean Payton did not. 
But for everyone out there, Sean Payton did not say he was retiring. He just stepped down. Yeah, he's, he's waiting for Mike McCarthy. He's literally just waiting at his deathbed, just chilling. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry, bro. You're good. <laughs> I'm just having a vacation. But he's waiting to swoop in. Speaking of people swooping in, and I'm going to end on this note, and I know you hate when I end on this note, but I have to, okay, because I'm watching the NFL playoffs. We talked a lot about kickers today, and I was all over McPherson, drafted McPherson, <laughs> the kid uh, from Florida last year, and he's been killing it this year, right? He's like, oh, my goodness, this kid coming out of nowhere. He didn't come out of nowhere. He's killing it in college. We wanted him. It's not a joke. There, there's a difference between drafting a kicker in the second round like the Buccaneers did and trading up for him and, you know, using a, a fifth to seventh round pick to draft a kicker who is breaking records. So that being said, there is a kicker out there, but he's a punter. You, you know how I feel about kickers. Matt, you know, and you, Matt you said- Areza, <laughs> breaking almost every single record for punting in college football this year. Literally mm-hmm. almost every single record for San Diego State. If we cut Braden Man, we will. He's going to cost us forty thousand dollars. <laughs> like I don't even think that that paperwork would, would come to the desk of Joe Douglas. I think he would just like have his intern sign it. Oh man, Braden Man had some really tough games. We've been defending him. He was injured. Mm-hmm. His stats kind of don't lie. He's been on the bottom really of 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 punting stats, even when he was in. He does have some shining moments. But dude, this did you see the 81-yard punt that he had the other day at Matt Reza? Dude, the guy is a monster. Dude, he's got a leg. I, I I really high key want to draft Matt Reza with one of high our key. late draft picks. He didn't high say key. low key, he said high key. No, he high said key. I am not he I'm said I'm be, not hiding this. <laughs> I'm making it. This known. is gonna be one of those guys that are highlighter for me, and I'm just staring at. Like last year, I haven't gotten too deep into the draft, but like last year, the two guys that like really I like really burn a bright thing in my brain. Or like Zayvon Collins, I had my eye on him. Trey Smith, Wyatt Davis, like those guys. Like I was staring at all year, all through the draft. And I, I, I still am so pissed that we didn't get Trey Smith. But whatever. He literally went the fifth, sixth round for what? Like, he, and he's one of the best. He's literally gonna, might go to the Super Bowl. He's gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like, uh, it's just annoying. Anyway, two. By the way, two guards on the Kansas City offensive line. We're supposed to come to the Jets last year, and they're going to the Super Bowl. And Joe Thune, we got a bazillion dollars. And if we got Trey Smith. Yo, Joe Thune got paid. <laughs> they fixed the whole offensive line, though. They he does. Fixed it. Bro, it was so funny. Like, I think when we were discussing that, I was like, could we get Joe Thune? I think, like, it, it, and <laughs> when you look at when you're that caliber, it's like, look, man, I have the opportunity to go to be on a Super Bowl contender or a rebuilding team. I'm going to a Super Bowl contender. And he got paid. He's, he, he didn't got compromise paid. anything. Yeah, he taxes did. are lower. Go ask James Harden. He wants to get the hell out of here. Well, yeah, that yeah. that that, that, that yeah. wraps up our internal question Jets for you. Though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. When you when you're hyper focused on a guy that you want the Jets to draft, do you just do like a cutout face and just put it on your wall and just like circle it? No, like- no, dude. But like that's that that's the diehards. I know video producer Greg. He he really got me into it. I'll be honest with you. Where he when we were in college. He would treat the draft day like it's a legit holiday. Like, yo, it's draft day from the very beginning. It's all about draft day. Then the draft day Drake song came out. And <laughs> it was it was over from there. He's a big Drake fan. And 
we I, I fell in love with the draft from there. So when there's a player that I fall in love with during my draft prep, I don't necessarily cut him out, but I'm not gonna say I don't Google his name ten million times on Google. Like I'll just like be like, you know, dra- round draft big cons. You, you know, oh, so you're doing the searching. You're doing the searching. You're doing oh, the dude, searching. I, you're, you're going for everything. You're you're making sure no stone is not is unturned. That's what any you're player that I have my eye on, I read everything about. That's why right. I'm like, I I get really into these guys because a lot of them pause. Like for example, like the like shout out to the first draft podcast with uh, uh, the ESPN one with uh, McShay and Kuiper. And, uh, someone else who's, um, going off my mind right now, but yo, they, they go into like the craziest details. And then like it makes me open up like a rabbit hole, whether it's YouTube, whether it's articles, like they just mentioned a couple names here and there, a couple schemes, a couple of this to look out for. And then like it just sends me on my way. Right. And then I find all these, you know, I have all these subscriptions and I'm looking up here and there. And it makes the date because day one, day one for the casuals, Alex, right? Everyone, day one, everyone's day. Especially the top 10, top 20, first round. And then the second round, like the first five picks, everyone's like going crazy. How's my John, team John's, this guy? What John is essentially dude, saying here is that he is that three, guy. He is that guy that stays at the bar until 3 a.m. when the lights come on. That is John. That is what John dude, is saying for this. Dude, but, when they're bringing up those names that are too fast for the ESPN anchors to get to or the NFL networks to get to on day three, like where they're just like popping up names and I recognize those names. There's no, there's no greater rush. Like I'm like, oh my god, how did Trey Smith just go in the sixth round right now, or fifth round, whatever it was? Like, there's a rush there. There's a, and then they, that's how I know those players, right? That's how like as the year goes on, you start to like, like, oh my god, like, oh, this new offensive line for the Chiefs, where did they come from? Like, we know exactly where they came from. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't magic that they were able to like pace this together. It doesn't require magic. To fix this New York Jets team, we just need a center. His name is Linderbaum. We have to get him. I, I think we're being a little cheeky. We'll get to it when the. I think we're being a little cheeky with the wanting to move down from ten to thirteen, so we don't make him like the highest, like the top five paid center in the league. Mm. I get that, but dude, just make him the top five paid center in the league. I well, don't before, care. Well, before we get out of here, we got to bring on the guy that has inspired you to be this nut. So, video <laughs> producer Greg. Let's let's get your takes, man. We we, we hear how you influenced John on his uh, draft knowledge and his uh, draft uh, draft addiction. holiday, baby. It's a holiday, draft. exactly. It's <laughs> it's the final four, the uh, you know first weekend of uh, the NCAA basketball is draft day. There's there's a lot of holidays in sports, so it's definitely one of them. The John's point when Drake put out that song and made it even better, but. <laughs> It is a, is a whole day affair. It's a whole weekend affair if you know what you're doing. So that's why I'm happy that John's become a day two, day three kind of guy, not just a day one guy of the NFL draft because it's fun having other people like that to watch these late you know, round picks and stuff like that. I get fired up about who we're taking in the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds because those guys make a difference. Everything makes a difference that's on fair. this team. Everything makes a difference in this league. So I'm excited, man. I mean, you guys just talking about this whole episode. It's got me fired up. It's got me thinking about who, you know, what what, what so, we got to so, get, what we got to do. So, so, so who, who, direction. Who, 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 who are you thinking, man? And I agree. The, the, the later rounds are the important rounds. Like, it's not your team. The, the first two rounds got to be, you got to hit him out of the park. It's the fifth, sixth, the, the, the later rounds that you got to really, that's what really solidifies the team. So who are you looking at, man? Who do you want? We're gonna keep it easy though. We're not gonna go too crazy into like fifth, sixth rounds. 
You got your two draft picks, man. We got we got four and ten. Who you take? <laughs> yeah. So to to kind of like what you guys are talking about, trying to keep it general. Like my general feeling for this draft is going to be focus on a position group and just get it checked off the list. Like to John's point about like Linderbaum or whatever at center. It, who cares? Just figure out the center. I don't want to worry about it. Just figure it out. Get it checked off and let's be done with it. So I if know. it's offensive line and we go with Neil at four, Litterbomb at seven, and we're just done with the offensive oh line, my God, we bring dude. back a couple guys and we're set, then we're set and we're just done. And I don't have to worry about the offensive <laughs> line for five years. I would love I don't that. want to ever hear the word we need to fix offensive line. I just don't want to hear it anymore. You know what I never heard with the Dallas Cowboy, the best offensive line in the league? Oh man, we pay these offensive lines with too much money. No one ever said that. Yeah, no one like, oh, we drafted way too many offensive blue chip linemen. No one ever said that. Yeah, it's so. like, damn, I wish I wish we had a crappier guard versus the <laughs> yeah. Bills. Like wish yeah, we, so we could have yeah, I think Antonio I Brown. I wish we had a crappier guard so our number four linebacker could be better. Like, no, like, just get this, figure <laughs> yeah. out a position. And to John's point, too, and, and Alex, you said it too, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, all three levels for us on defense need to be a priority this year. I think offensive line needs to be a priority. So focus on one or two of those through the draft and through free agency, and let's just get it squared away. If it's linebacking, fine. If it's defensive line, Fine. I think some of it's the draft has to come to us. So being in the four spot, we know there's three kind of blue chip guys there. So whoever's left is there. We take if they're gone and the draft completely goes the wrong way for us, which I <laughs> want to think about. Hamilton and Stingley are staring us I right would, in the face. <laughs> to, to Alex's point earlier, no safeties, no quarterbacks at four, no running backs like Saquon to get out of here. If anyone, if, okay, anyone who drafts any of those skilled positions in the first and you don't have everything else settled, you're doing it all wrong. Stop. Don't oh. say it out loud. It's going to be the Jets, bro. <laughs> it will, it will, it will not be the Jets. You know what, Giants fans? No, no not Giants fans. I, you guys are down bad. I won't do it. You guys are down bad like us. Uh, you know who should do it? <laughs> who, who, who don't want to say it to? I'll think about that. Next episode, I'll tell you who to do it for. Let's say Panthers. Panthers. Panthers, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I mean, no, no one in particular yet. Matt Kingsbury, I mean, baby. Oof. No one in particular yet, Alex. You know, there's, just, there's some spots that I'm thinking about, but we'll get as this offseason goes on. We'll definitely be diving into more who we're looking for. I like how you guys started us off this offseason with just talking about the guys on the roster now or just recently off the roster, who we have to bring back, who we don't. John, one point that you brought up, which I thought was good, was Moses on the offense, speaking of offensive line and drafting Neil. And like, I don't know if you said it or if I just missed it too, but like Neil played guard at one point too. So if we don't bring back Moses, but we bring back Fant, we have Fant on the right, you know, Beckton on the left. Yeah. So then we have, then we could play uh, Neil at the right guard if we need to. So it kind of, you know, again, some combination of the draft and the offensive uh, free agency, we have to figure out this offensive line. So. Whether sure. it's bringing people back, whether it's signing new people, whether it's drafting people, for sure. I guess, I guess the, I guess the four controversial people, and we'll let you go off on here and kind of just rattle them off. But what do you think about Marcus May? Keeper, keep gone, 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 get rid of him. All right, you know, not no, worth the headache. Got- to me, it's really not worth the headache. And John, you know what? Too, we talked about drafting. 
What's my biggest thing when it comes to drafting? Injuries, bro. <laughs> injuries will find you in the NFL. Don't go looking for injuries. Yeah. Marcus May's hurt. Get rid of him. Move on. Find someone that's not injured. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Jameson Crowder and Berrios. Berrios, keep Crowder gone just because of the team, just because of to to Alex's point about paying him five or six million. I think John, I think you're more on the right track. Like it's gonna be more than that. You look at what well, we just paid Crowder. If he's going to be our true slot guy, like Crowder was supposed to be, I think we gave Crowder twenty seven million over three. Yeah. So you know he's going to want he's going to want like thirty. That's the thing, like that's, Dude, that's honestly, my question, he though. wants like, like ten we, to fifteen. But that's my question, and and I guess uh, oh, if you got any more questions? Like I don't know huh. what the Jets want to utilize. Like yeah, Braxton Barrios has like he. They, I know we signed Crowder. He's everything, kinda, bro. Was, he's yeah, our entire special teams. That. <laughs> and our receiver. <laughs> he was doing end arounds, getting touchdowns out here. What are we talking about? This man could do everything. I know. But then, uh, to, but then, but then to the injury point, do you pay someone ten million dollars a year to be our starting slot receiver, and then make him go back and do punt returns and kick returns too? Yeah, because we have Elijah Moore. Okay. There's a, for me. There's some insurance there where even if he, it's just like you know, Wes Welker. Edelman, like he is that guy. I'm sorry to put him in that box, but he is that guy. And, and they, they're game changers. Like we saw what special teams does, dude. Did you see the Green Bay Packers? Did you yeah. see the New York Jets this year? Do I have to say Alex Kessman's name on this podcast? Like <laughs> the guy <laughs> came out here, shot two extra points versus the Eagles, missed them both, and that was it. That was his entire stint with the New York Jets. He got a jersey with his name on it. That's what he got <laughs> for being on the New York Jets this year. Like I'm desperate. We need to sign Andy Pinheiro because we can't mess this, we can't mess up on special teams, man. Give me a kicker. Give me that punter from from San Diego State. Resign Berrios and like let's have a special teams, bro. Why are we signing a gunner for like thirty million dollars and we don't have a kicker? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and on that note, I'm we can. And on that note, we can end this podcast right there. Because we want you listeners to answer us that question. But thank you everyone for tuning for another (laughs) thank you everyone for tuning for another Jets episode to the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment and make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're out we're on all audio platforms outside of Apple and Spotify. We're on Google Play, Amazon, Alexa Stitcher, you name it. We are there. We are there. On top of that, we are on YouTube as well. Search for Nick's Jets, etc. and subscribe to that YouTube page. Make sure when you watch a video, hit that like button and hit that notification bell so that way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're there, we got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, they go down the NFL slate. They're now doing NFL playoffs. They're gonna be doing basketball, NBA baby. They're gonna get they're gonna get your takes ready so that way you can go out there and bet properly. And I'm gonna hop on there because guess what? I'm doing prop bets and like prop bets and you know what, Massachusetts, you need to get betting legal out here, man, so I can start doing some uh, money lines. Good luck, bro. Thank you. California and Massachusetts, good luck. Thank you. And on <laughs> and last but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, we are there. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go Jets, baby. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Senior Bowl episode next week, if you're still here. No chance you're still here. But Senior Bowl episode next week. <laughs>